Core is brought to you by you. Yeah, that's right, you. Go to patreon.com slash core show and help us out today. Look, just between you and me, I'm not a huge fan of shrimp. It's the heads. <laughs> this is core! Top my house from up there. Oh man, Junkrat! That's all Bo's been playing all week is Junkrat. We should, That's true. Yeah, we should talk about that actually at some point in the show because I don't know what happened there, but you got a real love note going back and forth in class with Junkrat, and uh, I don't know, never late than never. No, better late than never. I mean, you might even say he's my new main. Oh my gosh, dude! Oh, that's a huge jump. That is a big For- jump. Yeah. He's my new main for, you know, three days until I find something else to play. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. But Yeah, you go main to main, but still, I think it's an interesting uh, thing because it's not around his launch time, which is a little weird for you. But we'll we'll get to that here in a minute. Hi, everybody. Welcome to CORE. This is the Heroes of the Storm podcast that we do. My name's Scott. This is Bo and John, and we're here today to, to bring it to you, to set it before you and have a big plate of yummy, tasty heroes, news, knowledge, and fun to uh, jam down your gullet and... Uh, uh, not excrete until probably 12 hours or so from now. So enjoy, and we hope you do. All right, here's the deal. <laughs> I like all these catchphrases. It's all, it's all bad. They're so good. The instance had, <laughs> so you don't have to. Uh-huh. And we as core have, it's the one with us on it. <laughs> it's the one with us on it. It's so <laughs> memorable. You'll never forget it. You know, I mean, here, in fact, here, I'll, I'll really boost it up. It's the one no wait it's the one with us on it there all right coins been turned in well done uh let's get to it so all right we all try new hero when it comes out right this isn't about the thing with Bo and his new love affair with with junk rap but sometimes they stick sometimes they don't sometimes we're super into them when they hit sometimes uh, a week later we're like ah, i don't know sometimes we don't like them right away and um you know like john it was about a week for him to get into the kalthos or the, um, the other one, uh, the other KT, the uh, Kareem. Kelthazad. Kelthazad. For you Did to get in. Did Kareem? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a mood tonight. Uh, yes, the new KT, we'll say. And it took a little while, but you got back into him. So what is the thing that makes you decide this character is one I'm going to put a ton of time into? Like, what is it about them? And, and when does that kick in is the bigger uh, the bigger question. So, like, we got the announcement of Maev Shower Curtain this week. She's coming mm-hmm. out. She's on the PTR, in fact, and we've seen her development video. We know what she's uh, capable of and what her kit looks like. We're going to talk about that at length here in a minute. But uh, I knew the second I saw her that John is all up in this because I think he's got a thing for night elf lady people uh, to the point that it doesn't matter who they are or what they do. <laughs> John's going to play that character no matter what. Now, this is just an assumption from me, but that's an example, all right? The thing that grabs us, the thing that grabbed me about um, uh, Stukov and still still resonates with me is he's a little sad. There's something about him that I like that he's kind of sad and, and doesn't really want to be doing this. Like, he has been reduced to a kind of a monstrosity very much against his wishes, and 
even when he gets resurrected in the game and comes back to the Nexus after a death, he says, let's get this over with. Or uh, talks about how briefly it seemed like he was free of this horrible this horrible existence because he had died for a little while. Like, it's super depressing and kind of dark, and I really like him for that. I don't necessarily always like dark things, but I like this idea that he's a little he's a little bit damaged. And that attracted me to him as a character. Then what really brought me in were the mechanics of his of his kit. Because I don't I think no matter how good your setup is, unless you're having fun playing them, then kind of what's the point? Um, John and I have talked on the show a bunch of times about how for us uh, the big draw in the early days of this game was probably Teriel being in the game. And I'm still at the point where I think he is one of the coolest characters in all of the Blizzard franchises, but I don't think he's nearly as fun as he should be to play in the actual minute-to-minute gameplay. So that's an example of the other side where I was sort of put off on a character. So let's just go around a little bit and uh, and talk about this. And I'm sure listeners are going to um, have some feedback on this. Maybe some people in the chat want to pipe up about what grabs you when you're playing a new character or you see a new character, even if it's just from the announcement. Like sometimes is that enough? So, so Bo, what do you, uh, what do you want when, 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 uh, when the when the thing just starts to crank and you and you get a whim that there's something new coming out? What do you grab onto? When I went for a new hero, mm-hmm. uh, just that wow factor, that coolness, I think is really important. Yeah. That's what grabs me for any character that I really want to play intensely, mm-hmm. is they have to do something I feel is cool or trolls the other team pretty hard. Okay, now <laughs> the reason I started with you is because I wanted to ask it, it. How do I put this? Ultimately, gameplay is everything, right? Like you want to mm-hmm. have fun while you're playing it. But even you, you're the most seasoned among us. I think you've got the most hours under your belt. You're the highest ranked in this in this group. Like there's a lot of lot of reasons why you could look at Bo and say, okay, he's the, he's the preeminent core player of the host we're all, we're all of equal standing here oh this no no i don't i don't yeah i don't mean to say that you you <laughs> use you abuse your position but but you know what i mean like that that i think that's an accepted truth now that being said you'd think that somebody like you or like kyle i don't know if he's listening um would approach a new character or any character with a more mathematical approach and go well i wonder how he'll do in these five scenarios with this particular comp and the current meta like all of that talk it sounds like you are like the rest of us. You go, oh my gosh, Garage Hellscreen throws dudes behind him. I'm in. Like it. Sometimes all it takes is that cool factor, and not necessarily you're not looking at him uh, for his long term performance review, right? No, it's it's almost like two different layers. Like I have two minds. Like I have the I'm going to Hero League. What are my main characters, which are usually not the characters I have fun with in Quick Match that. I actually like better. Like I'm playing a ton of quick uh, Junkrat. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring him. I'm not gonna play him in Hero League. I don't think. I don't think he's that good, and I don't think I'm that good with him. It's not worth the effort. But I love to play him. So I'm. You know, I've been playing a lot of quick match this past week and unranked because I just kind of want to right now. I want to play the heroes I feel like playing. Yeah, tons of Abathur. Abathur can be played like in Hero League. But I don't want to be that guy. I'd rather be play a more a hero that I'm more consistently winning with because winning is when in that context more fun than playing the hero I find fun. Yeah. And yeah. and so, you know, I've been playing a lot of Junkrat. And if I find something, 
I might latch on to it and try bringing it into Hero League. Um, I don't think what I found with Junkrat necessarily is is viable, but right. Um, but he's a lot of fun. He's viable uh, for so your was, fun. Yeah, he's that. That as long yeah. as he's viable for a good time, then you found a character. I totally get that. Like, there's characters I like to play that I wouldn't dare pulling out in one of our team league games. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I either suck at it or it's not a pick anybody's doing right now, or for a myriad of reasons. So I totally. I mean, that. I want to play Chen like every match when I go to Hero League. I yeah. love Chen so much. Yeah, he's really the best hero, but <laughs> he he can't compete. He can't. He's right now in a spot where it's hard to convince teammates that he's good. It's hard to you end up getting solo tank situations or stuff and you are just outclassed. So it can be fun to play him. And it's partly cause he's a troll. Like I like the idea of just standing there and not dying. Mm-hmm. But when I start dying too much, then I'm like, well, I can't, I can't play this obnoxious playstyle anymore. So I can't play it. Yeah. He's mostly so. into family anyway. So he's not really paying attention to his competitive side. He's into <laughs> family. Uh, John, what do you uh, what do you sniff? What what kind of dog butts do you sniff around when you're looking for a kind of character that? They go, oh, actually, I have an example I want to throw out, and I want to I want to hear you okay. on the other side of this. So, John, yeah. John, for the longest time, as soon as we got even wind that Valeria was coming, or Valera, yeah. Valeria, I say Valeria <laughs> still. When Valera was announced, uh, John popped off. Man, oh my god. I play a rogue and wow and I play a girl rogue and also she's cool and I when I'm playing Hearthstone she's a little rad avatar and oh, I love rogues and she looks like the rogue for me <laughs> he, All right? he, he stopped his grinning and dropped his linen <laughs> Yep, yeah, exactly. you stopped your grinning and dropped your linen and you jumped all over her and you said oh my gosh I can't wait and then I noticed a drop off pretty abrupt one like you just kind of stopped playing her I don't think that ever changed your love for the core character or who she is or, you know, what she represents, but it seems like she, the, the luster of the, this is going to be my new Artanis did not hang for you. So I'm curious where you come on that particular character and then anything else you want to say about what, you know, attracts you to these characters in the first place. Uh, so with her specifically, I, I think this is correct to say, I think this was before Heroes 2.0. So the thing that made me stop playing her was I got her to 10 because mm. that's just what you did back in the day. You got him to 10 and then you dropped him. You said, I'm done with you for now. Um, but she also I, I think everything we've said so far is accurate. I don't think that there is anybody who, you know, you can love a character so much, but just know they're wrong for the situation. You know, right. they're they're not a good hero for what you've got going on and it's been hard to find a place for her when we're all playing together um especially because i have a tendency to tank and she's anything but uh, so i i think there's a practicality and then there's a fun side i still would put her as one of my favorite heroes in the game but i don't get to play her very much because usually my playtime has to go other places but I think that also works both ways. I'm playing a ton of ETC right now, which yeah. I never in a million years thought I would play. Yeah. But I'm playing because he's a strong meta pick for a warrior player. And I decided I needed to get good with him. So I've been putting a ton of time in there. And I actually really like the guy, uh, even though from all the stuff we're talking about right now, he's a negative. I think he looks goofy. I think he sounds dumb. I think it's kind of lame that they've built a character around their band. 
there's just a lot of stuff I don't like about ETC aesthetically. Okay. Um, Man, I disagree, but I, <laughs> it's okay. Hey, we can. I I know you do, but that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of uh, I'm I'm split on this one because uh, just just quickly to kind of solve the ETC conundrum, I think he's I think it's a little annoying that he's that he's the band mascot uh, and that that's somehow a character. Part of me, though, hopes that we've talked about before how the Nexus might get characters or things that aren't necessarily um, intrinsic to the other franchises. Like we might get some other weird things like this because really ETC is just he's not really a torrent in World of Warcraft. I mean, he is, but he isn't. There's no gameplay value. There's no character lore value in it. It's just their band. And I think that's cool if they keep doing more like that in other weird, creative ways. But part of me also hates that the only Torin in the game <laughs> yes, is this, this is guy. It. Yeah. And that bums yeah. me out. Like Bane, Bloodhoof, or some other badass Torin should be should be in here. And I'm sure is coming. Like you guys can't imagine a future, at least I can't imagine a future where there isn't a number of Torins in the game. Because we're gonna get there, right? But for now right. it feels it feels weird. We've only got one we've got one Torin and he's a rock and roll star. <laughs> yep, that's what we got. Who brings the mega death? I mean, it's so dumb. But great, but dumb. And then you got one troll who's Zuljin. That's it. No other trolls. Like we need some horde love in this game that isn't orc. Hey, you at least you guys have a representative. There's no Draenei in the game. Not yet. That should come in there too. Yeah, we, we should... need a Draenei. But what if the Draenei they added in a world where there's a ton of cool Draenei was Goofus? <laughs> the Draenei, and he just shows up and he's like, I'm a comic relief character, everybody. Check it out. And I'm Goofus. Yeah, I mean, Bobcat I... Goofus? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I... if it was fun, okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's try it. That's the trick, right? Because you're having fun with him and you're effective with ETC, so... You've clearly gotten over I, that barrier. I, I like I like his aesthetic too. I don't know why it appeals to me. He so get this. I have all these. I'm so cool. I have all these legendary announcers. I've got Abathir and I've I got the Mechatassadar. You are cool. And I got or not Mechatassadar, but Mechatirial. And I've got um <laughs> yeah. Did I say Abathir? I've got Abathir. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all the legendary announcers. But you know which one I use hmm. and is by far my favorite and the best one. Yeah. E T-C! Oh man, he's the I best announcer. That one wow, yeah. that's really. You know, I wasn't prepared for that. I should have done. Uh, <laughs> do I have something for that? Yeah, here. No, that's just like NFL. now presenting ETC announcer from Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> Buy your loot boxes, get your gems, space money. <laughs> All right, I, don't know. I lost. No, you didn't. You were right on track. I think it was good. I think I think you sold people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sold. The ETC announcer is, but you don't need another announcer. I kind of agree. I mean, look, he's he is what he is, but I, you know, like there's an example of John coming around to a, a character because of gameplay or because of viability, and maybe one leads to the other, right? You know, he's viable, and then you kind of get a hang for him. You're like, oh, this guy is actually really fun to play, and I've certainly had experiences like that in the game. Uh, but what draws me in is usually how cool do I think this character is in the first place. And if I'm not yeah, so if I'm not into him, like Valyria for me was a no go from the get go because I just don't care about rogues. I hate saying that because I have a lot of friends who play rogues. Uh, Brian, <laughs> I Ibbett. have a lot of real life rogues. <laughs> <laughs> but like you play a rogue, uh, Brian Nibbit plays a rogue. 
albeit usually dead on the floor, but whatever, it's still a rogue. <laughs> I was about to I, say dead I, ones don't I've count. Got a, right. I've got a rogue friend at work. Right. Everyone's got a rogue friend, and they're good friends, so so I respect it. And I also like the thief-style thing in other games. I really like the way they're handled in like the Elder Scrolls series and 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 other sort of stealthy-based games where you're roguish. That's I'm into that. But for whatever reason, World of Warcraft rogues drive me crazy because they've, they've got Christmas lights on all their knives, and they all just look like <laughs> they're just flamboyant, you know, whoopee-doo, and it's, nobody's hiding or sneaking around like that. Uh, and it drives there's no me, role play going on. No, it's never been no. my thing. And I understand there, why that is. I get it because you need to be as flashy as everybody else. And that wouldn't be fair if you weren't. I get it. But I don't like it. So it's never really been my thing. So for me, she just kind of came and went because I was never interested in the original aesthetic to begin with. And I think that happens to me a lot. And I think it's hurting me. I actually think I should not do that so much. Like I should more. I, I wish I was better at like. Uh, um. Who, who, I can't think of a character off the top of my head right now that I wish I was better at. Oh, Sonya. Sonya is boring to me, but I know she's not. Yeah. Like, gameplay-wise, she's she's great, but to me, she's just the boring default character of Diablo 3 circa 2012. And so I kind of get that. She, she kind of falls into that too. for me, too. Mm -hmm. So because like, of that, her, her mechanics, like, there's a combination, but they're not... It's kind of plain. It is on the vanilla side. Sure, I, I sort of, I'd sort of take agree with. Whereas, so I mean, I think we Lee Ming is more like you know, yo personality. I'm sassy. Woo! I got big balls of fire. Let's go. Like she has a different kind of approach that I uh, that appeals to me. Sorry, John. Go ahead. I cut you off. I think we all kind of agree that you know, gameplay is sort of the last gatekeeper for whether we're into a hero or not. But I want to I want to take a look at, you know, kind of like you said, you know, I'm going to be into my regardless of how I feel ultimately about her kit. I'm going to put in the time because right. I'm already on board for some reason. Yeah. So has there ever been a character that for and in the notes, we got a, a list of things that for one of these kind of aesthetic reasons mm. you have said, nope, I'm putting in the time I'm getting good with this character. Like, Scott, you're a huge Junkrat fan. Yeah, yeah. So were you just a hundred percent on board with Junkrat? No matter, like, you knew that was going to be a character you sunk time into. Yes, and then happy to report on the other side that he's he remained fun and is still crazy fun, and I think he's great. But yeah, I was going to do that no matter what. That was also true of um, uh, who's the other Overwatch character I was super interested in, and now I've forgotten. You know, it's oh weird. It doesn't. It's not Lucio. Always, it's Lucio. Not, oh, you're yeah, I like really... I like Lucio a lot, actually. Yeah. But 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 then there's Diva, who in Overwatch is one of my favorite go-to characters. I freaking love Diva, love 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 Diva. Although they need to get her rocket thing in the, this game because now that they have a whole new mechanic in Overwatch, you guys may not know this, but she's got she has a whole new E ability that uh, has a cooldown to it, but it's basically homing missiles. Oh wow! It's oh. awesome. And it's great DPS, and if you corner somebody with them, they're really great. Anyway, she's evolved and is awesome, and I love her over there. But I have, I don't know if there's a number less than zero. I guess negative two is what I'm going to give for my desire to play her in Heroes, and I don't know why. So I should be attracted to playing that because I love her so much in the other game. And if you said, hey, Roadhog's coming, or if you said uh, Reaper's coming, I'd, get, I'd be over the moon excited. But for whatever reason, Diva didn't do it for me over here, and I don't know why. Can't really figure that one out. So I think there's some anomalies to this, to this whole thing. But 
You have a you've uh, got categories here, John. You've got look, lore, kit, opinus. <laughs> I just wanted you to say. I wanted oh, to pause penis. on opinus. Oh, yep. Today, good song. today, Tom Merritt kept saying peanuts, and it sounded like he was saying penis on his microphone over and over and over. <laughs> what was the context in tech news? It was um, peanuts. Or not tech news, but Tom's oh, tech time. We were ta- it was right after DTNS, and we were talking about the kind of foods our parents would give us versus what we wanted. Uh, and one of them was creamy peanut butter versus chunky. <laughs> Everyone wants chunky, but our parents gave us creamy. Uh, and he was always like, yeah, I want the chunky penis, the chunky penis. But my mom gave me the plain penis. She gave me the creamy penis. The creamy penis. <laughs> the creamy penis. <laughs> my mom gave me the creamy penis. The point is. <laughs> I would nominate I'm, it for I'm, show I'm, title, but I think it might get misunderstood. <laughs> I'm just repeating what you said. No, no, you're right. And he, but his mic made it sound like he was saying that, and it was making me die inside. But anyway, so that's not the point. So then there's role, and then there's place in the meta. For me. Place in the meta has zero impact on whether I'm interested in the character initially. Um, I do I do like to be good at something that's useful though in a in a in a more serious play mode. So that's not to say I ignore it, but it's not the most important thing. I always feel a little bummed out when they're not part of the meta or they fall out of favor. That bums right. me out. Um, so when I see <clears throat> Kalethos or or Jaina, Jaina's like a huge factor in the meta for a long time, and gotta have Jaina. If you don't have Jaina, you're losing games and and then suddenly no Jaina for an entire HGC or something. Mm. And that makes everybody go, oh, well, Jaina's not going to get anywhere. She's on the, the poopy end of the stick. And that bums yeah. me out. Um, so anyway. She's apparently good, though. She's apparently like, top tier right now. Freaking she's back. I love her. Jaina's back. Back. Always, apparently she's always back. love her. But, but I know the feeling because that was the, that's the sort of Junkrat feeling I've had, even this week, where I'm like, so when Junkrat came out, very excited about the character, wasn't super my opinion of him is I wasn't super impressed with his ability to close. It seems like he kind of did the same thing as a lot of other mages kind of do where they spread their damage around, but don't close anything. Yeah. But people often would still pick or play mage type characters. So then you end up with, I'm not quite a siege and I'm not quite a closer and they don't target things super great because it's kind of random. So it's really hard to find a spot. So I moved away from him. And then I kind of found a way where I was enjoying playing him in quick match and stuff. Um, but it's still sad because I won't. I would love to play him in a more competitive level, but I won't. Yeah. Well, you may. If and things, it's a bummer. Who knows? May, I mean, you may either get to a point with him that you could, or maybe suddenly he is no. part of some crazy meta that lasts a long time. But that that particular that categorization usually doesn't affect me. Roll kind of does, and I've become... Here's another thing that bums me out. There might, maybe something's wrong with me, but I like supporting, and not because it's any more fun than any other role. The satisfaction I get out of support right now is this feeling of I'm almost playing my own little mini meta game behind the scenes. That when I'm doing it right, people aren't dying as a result. Like it's a really good feeling to be in a fight knowing that if I wasn't there, wiped, we're done. There's yeah. no way we would live that, through that particular and those thing. Those sick, those sick pushes last week. 
Oh my god! Uh, so, that's so you were fun. like our MVP. I think in a couple games. <laughs> I don't think that was even on stream. No, it and wasn't. You pushed Diva out of mounting up in her mech into our towers, and we were like, "Yes!" <laughs> it was great. I had two or three of those, and it was very satisfying. I can't promise I'll have those tonight, folks. We'll try. Nah, but Stukov, Stukov's your boy. Like if you, if I, you, if I, I, you were to ask me, what do you think my main is right now? I'd be like Stukov. Oh, totally. Yeah, we, we're like yeah. Scott. Play whatever you want. I'll play support and Stukov. But the minute I don't play a support. <laughs> Support, and then nobody plays a support just because we're in a quick match and we can't choose our yeah. fifth guy or something. There are always matches without a support. And it bums me out because not that I need the support or feel like I'm going to lose because I don't have a healer. is because I think they're so fun and people are missing out by not exploring them. Um, they're not all grade A experiences, but he's so good. Maybe it's just him. It's just him. It's probably just him. So forget everything I said. I just have a Stukov problem. <laughs> But Stu got like also, that you like support, Scott. Yeah, that I makes know. Us happy. I, I realize that, and I understand that in the in the in the games that we play, certainly, I mean, not that nobody wants to support. Somebody would if they needed to or had to. But there's always that sense of, well, I could be playing Junkrat, but I guess I'll do it. But for me, it's like, no, 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 I'll heal. That sounds great because I there's something in it that's addicting to me. I'm getting dopamine hits from silencing, from popping clutch heals from lots of stuff and in stukov's case final hits on characters who don't expect my big giant arm to be as dangerous it is as it is or me shoving them someplace with my ult or whatever they're so satisfying those moments and they make me want to just keep playing him and that's i don't know what that means about me but but for me he's he's the reason that's that's the case uh opinus i just don't recognize it the way that i think Bo recognizes opinus I definitely think Bo does. Yeah. I mean, do you, John, do you feel like you can see it? Like if you're in a game and you're like, oh, there's a guy who's way overpowered, obviously. I try not to look for it. Yeah. It's I look for other things than O-Penis. <laughs> he tries to put clouds over O-Penis. Yeah. My focus is elsewhere. Sounds like a song. O-Penis. <laughs> but, but okay, so let's talk about that. Uh, Bo, you, you think that uh, Hanzo's OP right now, right? I mean, he... I know he is, right. <laughs> but but I've known it since he was launched. Actually, not since he was launched, but when they buffed him yeah. and I tried him, I could feel it within the first game. If you suck with a hero because maybe you haven't played it in a while or have never played it before and top out on damage, at least for my barometer, there's something going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just because I'm incredible. It's like this thing's putting a lot of damage. Mm. So for assassins, it's pretty easy to evaluate, I think, in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um, some some characters have more hidden power that stay hidden, and those are harder to, to tease out before they become popular. But for the most part, assassins, if you're playing it poorly and you're getting top damage, there's there's an issue yeah. uh, there. And with tanks, it's just a matter of evaluating how much how much CC do they have. They have a lot. They're yeah. a good tank. Yeah. They don't have a lot. They're not a good tank. There's a reason Hanzo is being banned out a lot. I mean, every every group game I've been or every um. Uh, draft game I've been in, he's banned lately. Who's uh, Hanzo? He just gets banned. Yeah, yeah. Hanzo's ridiculous right now. Yeah, he's uh, John, got um, just go too many OP tools. Yeah, OP ness tools. OP ness tools. Yeah. Uh, John, you uh, you mentioned we talked about lore and look and all that, which I know has a huge effect on what you're into, at least initially. But how does kit factor into who you end up liking? Uh, Lunara is a good example. 
Uh, well, no, maybe she's not. I don't necessarily love her full kit, but yeah, you've never I, liked I, Lunara. <laughs> when I no, I love Lunara. Uh, when I what? <laughs> no, I think you're thinking of me. I used to tease you incessantly, Bo, for her being a tr- uh, dear lady, and I think it was okay, me I'll... mostly that was giving. Yeah, you I guess Bo so. is not wrong. There was a period of time where I was very anti-Lunara, but I did come around. Okay. I have her yeah, up okay. to like level fifteen or something now. Like I definitely have put time in okay. there. So. All right, I, I don't want to tell you what's what. I just somehow in my brain I remember you're like, yeah, it's dear lady. I just had that in there. I yeah. forgot that you've grown as a person. Well, what yeah, was interesting about better. when she came out? I remember Bo was so into her idea because you there's a there's a similar kind of character uh, in um, League, and you were you always liked that character in League. And I remember how excited you were that we were finally getting this freaking dear lady. And it was easy to, to give you a hard time. That's all I remember. Even though I, she's fine. I mean, she gives me headaches when I play against her. So I'm sure she's as good as everyone thinks she is. But uh, dear lady, still a, still a threat. Anyway, sorry, John. You were talking about her kit. Yeah, I was, uh, was going to say, I, I don't know if it's necessarily her kit, but Lunara, the reason I ended up liking her is a hundred percent how she feels to play. Mm. Like I don't necessarily care about her lore. She looks like a deer lady. That's fine. She kind of prances around. That's also fine. But there's a, there's a feel to her character. That's pretty unique that I really like. And, and I guess kit is the closest thing I can say. And what I found that got me to play more games with her was I just want it like i got done and i was like i want to play another game that felt exactly like that yeah. like that was just a good unique feeling that's only with lunara right all right there's some feelings you only get from a dear lady yeah no yeah. I, yeah, I spe- special feelings my mom had to talk to me about these when I was <laughs> yes it was educational yeah she sat down and says you know sometimes you're gonna see a dear lady and uh, well let me talk to you about dryads and centaurs scott <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no birds and bees in my house. It was all dryads and centaurs. Anyway, so uh, there's that. Johanna was one that was pure look for me. Mm. I thought Johanna looked so cool that as soon as I saw her, I was like, that's going to be a character I made. Interesting. Yeah, I'm that way with um, uh, probably Thrall. To me, it was just so cool looking. I thought that I couldn't wait to play Thrall. I think Alarak, although I don't play Alarak that often, I think Alarak's got that kind of thing where you're just like, oh my gosh, that guy is so cool and typically it's start the starcraft characters despite starcraft being kind of the, the least game i play in the blizzard pantheon i love the starcraft characters so much i see one i just get excited even stupid probius i got excited yeah so and he's not stupid he's, he's fine he's probius fine. is still exciting when i see him in hero select i'm like oh it looks awesome yeah. but then i play it and i'm like meh he's all right it's he's just, fine yeah he's okay he does his things he has stuff he'll get reworked it'll all be fine um, well, anyway, any other thoughts uh, uh, on this particular uh, subject matter? It's a fun little, it's a fun little nope, detour. Yeah, don't you know? If you are some, I played a game uh, with a level one hundred ninety seven tracer. Yeah, oh against quite good at tracer, but <laughs> literally <laughs> played, literally played no other character. It was yeah. like level two on one and level one the rest. Like didn't own them so i'm just gonna say enjoy the game how you want but try the other characters like they're fun to play too you'll find something else you don't have to be i don't get that kind of thing where people just play one 
one hero. So this is me judging you if you're listening. Sorry. Yeah, Thank no, you it's for fu- it's your fine. patronage. It's, it's totally fine. <laughs> this is me quietly judging I'm, you only play. I mean, I character. couldn't do that, although I have a lot of characters I don't play or haven't. Well, it's only a handful I haven't touched at all, but that's different from you. You've played everybody to some degree. John's played almost every character. Imagine you only play. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Imagine you only played. <laughs> Did you just say no to your cough? Yeah, I'm just sick of coughing. Stop it. Um, imagine you only played like Jaina, and that's it yeah. for the rest of your time playing heroes. I like, couldn't do it. Yeah, I would Malfurion's ruin. Okay, he's got a chicken dance. You got to do something. Yeah, else. you got to play somebody else. I know that Tracer's cool. In fact, I'd love her in Heroes, and it's funny because I didn't love her in Overwatch, but I really like her in Heroes. But that's not all you want to do. Do more than that. 175. Good lord. That's 197. Cool. Almost 200. What? Yeah. And level two something. Literally, it's Tracer of the Storm for this person. <laughs> I'm going to log into Heroes today and play the one character I own, I guess, and and just do that. I guess And so. I can see why. It's only a quick match player, so sure, Tracer can kind of stomp a lot, so I get it, but there's more to the game. That's that. a good reminder, know. though, that the player base isn't all a big homogenous same group of samies. You know? Everybody's playing a different way. And he is definitely playing a very different way. Um, yeah. Also, if he's at a con and you're dressed like Tracer, just be careful because this guy, I don't trust him. <laughs> I don't know what I'm what, saying. Maybe a little too into a Tracer. A little too into Tracer, if you know what I'm saying. Arm's length, everybody. You know, just that's all I mean. All right. Hey, let's get to my Ev. As we know, she's known uh, among her cohorts in Azeroth as a shower curtain lady. And uh, she's got this dumb outfit she wore in Warcraft 3. It evolved a little bit in World of Warcraft, but still looked real dumb. But now it actually looks cool. I'm going to admit it looks cool. Here's a... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty rad. At least this iteration they, of it, it looks really good. They won you over, Scott. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm showing the it chat room again. It is for sure rad. Oh, it's so cool. It is. I mean, it is cool. It is. But look what they've toned down, John. They've toned, I'm showing the chat room so you can't see this, but... They have toned down everything about that old outfit. It's like this great new armor that isn't so ridiculous and over oversized. Uh, the cloak doesn't look so dumb hanging off of it. She's just a badass now. So I've come around. The, the, this is good. This is the right editor. You know what this is? This is like Li Ming. This is like, uh, oh my gosh, um, Zul'jin. Or, uh, yeah, Zul'jin. Name another character. I can't think of any off the top of my head. But some of them come over way better looking than the thing they're based on. Not always. Sometimes Chen. You, yes, Chen. Chen. Oh my god. Chen's great. I went back from Heroes to Chen to play um what's the last expand? Uh, what, Legion. Wait. Legion. There you go. Um <laughs> I was gonna say Warlords of Legion. And Chen look <laughs> I'm a monk, so Chen's in my uh class order hall or whatever. Yeah. He looks terrible. Oh my god. It's so hard to look at him. Yeah. It's not it's, even cool. It's horrifying. I'll tell you what and he looks, looks like. Amazing. I have the replica. Not that this is anywhere near as cool as that statue behind John, but I have the Chen replica over here somewhere that came out just prior to Pandaria. Blizzard sent me one. It's about, I don't know, about this big. And it's got the, you know, it's his traditional black kind of ninja looking clothes and the long staff with the beer thing hanging on it. It's a very traditional one with the hat and stuff. And you put that up next to a screenshot of that same skin in the game it's almost hard to tell that there's a difference, but in the Warcraft iteration of him, he doesn't look anything as cool as that, but in yeah, heroes, beautiful. looks great. Look up Uther in world of Warcraft. If you want the most shocking, like 
that's who yeah <laughs> like it's bad yeah Rhaegar is like that um so is who's the other orc um oh uh um what's his name uh the hunter i can't think of his name all of a sudden what's wrong with me it's a bear uh, misha the, rexar. rexar rexar looks terrible in world of warcraft Terrible. Yeah, there's there's a lot of jankiness when you go over there. Uther looks like, hello, I just came back from a cosplay convention. <laughs> I got this at a budget. <laughs> For sure. He's like a thousand polygons less than he is in Heroes. So so all of that stuff looks really good. And I'm really, really I'm I'm won over by Maiev's uh appearance. She looks great. So that's that's enough for me to kind of now got start getting excited. Let's talk about her kit. Her trait, Vault of the Wardens. Here's what she does. Another another jumper. Like, we don't have enough jumpers in the game. Anyway, leap into the air, becoming immune to all hostile effects for 0.75 seconds. Uh, passively, Maiev has 15 armor. So you use the D. I assume that has a cooldown, right? You can't just... Yeah, I think it's like a six or seven second cooldown. Short. Yeah. Also worth noting, it's not mentioned here, but it's important to note, if you don't know, doesn't jump or increase your movement speed by any stretch. Oh, interesting. So it's not like Genji or Hanzo where you can move around with it. Mm-hmm. You move at walk speed while you jump in the air. Showing the chat room a screenshot of it that they sent over in a press kit, and it's kind of hard to tell what she's doing, but in in motion, it looks really it looks really cool. Um, it's got that. You know what it has? It has that exaggerated Overwatch feeling to it. Mm-hmm. You know how like if you freeze frame Overwatch somewhere, you'll get these weird faces and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Because that's the way they do the animation. It has yeah. that feel to it. Yeah, like a, like motion blur and stretch and weird stuff yeah. like that. And they were, actually, it's like Stukov's swipe a little bit. And that whole like yeah. uh, it's almost like anime, like great. Big yeah, whoosh, exactly. Whoosh, did we cool. did we talk about how it's called Vault of the Wardens? No, it, that's hilarious. Because <laughs> that's a that's a place. Yes. They took a place and they made it the jump, which I think is. It's great. It's worth spending. You should buy this with your money, babe, just because of that one pun. No, I agree. I think it's really funny. It's really. I just want to be in that conference room where somebody comes in and is like, "I got a name, mm-hmm. Vault of the Wardens." Yep. She um, jumps. I like. <laughs> and then just throws a marker down on the whiteboard and walks out. Have we heard anything to the effect that this passive or this not passive this trait will let her? Will she be immune to like ETC's mosh pit and things like that? Like if she times uh, it right? Yeah, I mean, assuming she's in that area, uh, she's immune to all hostile effects. So if she hits so literally that, everything. if she hits that and then gets out of there within those three quarters of a second, she yeah. should be immune to it. That's pretty yeah, crazy. She That's right. It. But if she's in it, she can't press the button. So it's right. But yeah, in theory, you're it's correct. Okay, I'm very curious to see some. I mean, th- this is clearly one of those replay shot or replay uh, traits. They're hoping for some really wacky moments, which uh, stream really well. So I mean, you know, like Kel'Thuzad fires out a chain, and it's like, oh no, he's about to get chained. Oh, by yeah. with the flip and doesn't get chained or no combo, yep. something like that. Yeah, good point. Yeah, uh, yeah. her Q is called Fan of Knives. It's as if they went to John's house and said, John, what would you like uh, on your pizza? And you said, I'd like Fan of Knives. I'm a fan of knives. Please, um, and they said, sure, no problem. It's 180 damage to enemies in a crescent area in front of her. So it's not a swirl around and do a 360-degree thing. Uh, you hit at least three enemy heroes with Phantom Knives. That reduces its cooldown to 0.5 seconds. So you do have to hit three enemy heroes to do that, but that's pretty cool. And it refunds its cost in mana. 
So I really like the idea of using that in bunched up scenarios. Um, but it looks good and it actually looks cool. It doesn't just look stupid or look like a reuse of, you know, a, a partial Vala ult or something. It looks like its own thing, uh, which I think is important in there as well. So, John, is that the Phantom Knives you wanted from what you can tell? Uh, they've certainly changed it from what it was originally, but I think it's very cool. I think it's a good interpretation of it. You know, back in the day, it was just she spun in a complete circle and threw knives out in a circle around her. And that's okay. This feels like a nice evolution to where it's, you know, it's evolved from what it was. Sure. Like a lot of stuff in the game. That makes sense. Um, Umbrella Blind is her W. Her next basic attack. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Umbrella Blind. Did I say Umbrella? Sean Connery used it against some birds in the last Indiana Jones movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I thought that was in The Rock. Wait a minute. What am I thinking of? No, you're right. It Sean is Indiana Connery did Jones. nothing to birds in the rock. No, you're right. You're he right. left the birds alone. You're right. You're totally right. I in my head, if I close my eyes and picture it, he's running with the the thing, but he's with an umbrella and he's opening it up and down and chasing birds away and making a noise. But he's dressed in like black <laughs> cap and like n- kind of ninja sneaky suit, and yeah. it's and it's on the island of Alcatraz. So I've mashed those two things up. That's hmm. fantastic. Right. I don't know what scene that would be for, though. Like, what was he trying to do? Get out of here. I, we're all. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to chase off Nicolas Cage. It was a behind the scenes shot. Nicolas Cage was trying to steal his sandwich. He chased him off. Oh, I love The Rock so much. I want to watch it right now. Such a great movie. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Umbral bind. Bind. Umbral. Bind. Umbral, not umbrella. The hell was I thinking? I have his next basic attack cleaves and applies a tether to enemies hit for 2.5 seconds. If a tethered hero moves too far away, they are pulled in like a rubber band right to the center of that thing, and it deals 110 damage, breaking the tether. Uh, It looks like a little bit like Butcher's ult with the hook thing deal that holds you in place. It's a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. This is my ability that I mess up the most in the time I've played her because it's not you hit it and do a thing. It's a... You hit it, and it applies to your next basic attack, so you have to remember to hit it, then go and hit somebody that you want to apply it to. Right. Um, or at least in the cleave area, apply it to. And I have messed it up so many times as a result of that. Yeah. No, you just press W and walk away, and you're like, I forgot to auto <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how, how does it leave? Do you feel like you're left a little bit exposed when you... Uh, when you use that i mean having to focus on then making sure to auto attack people and not get caught in other crap like how complicated is it or is it not that complicated it's i'm probably making it more complicated than it needs to be but i definitely forget i get so excited about the idea of pulling them back i do exactly what bo said which is i hit w and start walking away to make sure that the pull happens and then next thing i know it's like oh that that didn't apply to anybody and then i turn around and we'll end up hitting a minion or something and it doesn't do anything because there's now no heroes in range and so i just put it on cooldown for no good reason Hmm. so it it's good i just need more practice with it because i'm i'm rough with it Hmm. i did find out you can combine it with your e so if you hit them with that and then e out it counts as them moving out of range of you oh interesting my next basic attack cleaves and applies a tether to enemy hero. I'll hit for 2.5 seconds. A tethered hero moves too far away. Oh, wait, that's the one. That is the yeah. E. So Spirit of Vengeance and Umbral Bind 
What's the difference? Hold no, on. No, there's an accidental miscopy. Oh yeah, we got to doubled up on the copy there. That's what. All it right, is. we got to talk to our intern. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's gone. That's... How does Spirit of Vengeance like like an escape from what I remember in the video? Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. um, you trigger uh, a ghosty thing that travels. To I can read points. the exact description that I meant to copy. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, look at look at the fancy our, pants on fancy pants. Our intern meant to copy uh, whoever that might have been. Right. Uh, Spirit of vengeance. Send a shadow of Maev outward that will return to its cast location, dealing a hundred damage to enemies along both paths. Deals a hundred percent more damage to enemy heroes. Reactivate to blink to the shadow's location. Okay, so an escape, but also kind of like uh, Chogal's ball that he rolls out and rolls back if you talent it that way anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that seems cool. It's it's a lot like uh, Sylvanas's Haunting Wave, mm-hmm. except it comes back. It, actually, yeah, I, no, think I think that's about the, the best way you can it, describe it. I think the Chogal ball is correct, more correct when mm-hmm. it comes back. It's yeah. just instead of exploding, when you activate it, you teleport. You blink. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it seems yeah. it seems useful. Um, I like a good get out of dodge move, and that seems like a good one because it's but, it's but not this just is escape. combos with your other abilities because you can use it to you can tether someone and then or actually you would press E first uh-huh. to plan the thing. Tether someone, press E, pull someone into your enemy team. Lights yeah, out, which is pretty cool. But mm. also, it's just straight up get the hell out of there if you have to. And I yeah. like that, but I don't like it when it's a get the hell out of there and that's all it's for. Like some heroes, they just have a get out of here and there's no other reason to have it. Not so much anymore, but there's still a couple like that. I like it when there's like a double use case. Yeah, I would argue hers is just as much for chasing down and engaging as it is for a potential escape. So right, right. I think it's I think it can be used both ways, but I would lean on it probably more offensively. Yeah, so like it's the opposite of uh muradin's thing you can use dwarf toss to start something if you want and you can beef up that damage and stuff but you you really just save it to get out yeah so it's kind of the opposite of that anyway there's that uh your first ultimate choice or as we often forget in heroes of the storm they call them heroics your first heroic we never say that anymore do we or did we ever say it i guess we haven't. i think we've been saying heroic more than ultimates have we think i don't know yeah, i think we're getting into the habit all right well this first maybe heroic not. maybe is- not First heroic is called Containment Disc. This it's was... Crystal the Crystal. <laughs> it is Crystal. It is She's Crystal. We kind of nailed that one, yeah, I think. I think you're right. Um, you throw... it's, an, it's an ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> you throw a glaive at the target direction. If the enemy hero is hit, uh, the Containment Disc, or Crystal the Crystal, can be reactivated to remove their vision and time stop them for four seconds. Containment Disc usually activates six seconds after hitting a hero. So this is basically... Like the tomb that uh, Illidan was in, right? Yeah. Is that the idea? Okay. There Everybody knows four seconds in Heroes Times equates <laughs> to 10,000 years in War Times. I love that idea. They're in there for 10,000 years. It's like Patrick Stewart in that episode of TNG where he lives 25 years and blows the flute. Yeah, but they was... pop out and they just start playing the flute. They're like, <laughs> yeah. I've learned it all. <laughs> but he was only on the bridge floor for like 10 minutes. I love that. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. Uh, that seems all right. Did you use that? What'd you think of that? I did not try that one. Hmm. I, I think it's, I think it's awesome. the one I should have taken, but I did not try it. Well, the other it's one's cocoon. a lot flashier, right? Like, Bo, why, why is that the one to take? Yeah, the other one is definitely flashier, but Cocoon is super powerful. Like, if, Cocoon on Anubarak 
He's a really powerful ultimate. Pull someone out of the fight. It's like uh, Lili who's ulting, uh, Malthiel who's ulting. This is similar, but just works differently. Yeah. But you can activate it right away. The The main difference is the skill shot. Mm. So you've got a melee assassin with an ability like this. So the trade-off is, well, you have to hit the person. But well, a Nubarak just shits it out sideways and hits whoever's uh, it's a, closest. It's point and click. Oh, it's, okay. it's just this white giant booger comes flying out of his nose and just, <laughs> it just hits it. It doesn't miss. He's yeah. super good. I like but, that. But um, this is it's the same thing. It's really strong. Nice. Well, you got to hit those skill shots. Now, the other one we talked about is Warden's Cage. Saying it's the flashier one is an understatement. Uh, you summon eight Warden avatars as a cage around Maiev. They're like a bunch of, I don't know, look like statues staring into the middle of things. After 1.5 seconds, enemy heroes that come in contact with an avatar consume it and are knocked back to the center of the cage. Uh, fills a little rubber bandy. They just going to get tossed in the middle again. Warden avatars last seven seconds. Um, the minute you bump one, it opens the door and you can get out. So it feels like that one's really cool to look at, but it would be really easy to evade if if I was in there. I don't know why. Maybe maybe not the first one. If you can get around them, yeah. uh, then it won't push you, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah it kind of so. works with an E if you're going to dive in and do an engage, but you also want a team that can then throw a bunch of stuff in the middle of that because yeah. otherwise you're just, you know... You're kind of the opposite of uh, what's his name from the Watchmen. All of a sudden, you're just in there with a bunch of people that are now all really mad at you because you just ulted them. Right. Uh, so you you want a good follow up if you're going to go with Warden's Cage. And I did not have it in the game I played, so it was a lot of me using that, watching them get bumped once, and then walk out the other side and just go, "Yeah, I did that." Okay. Too quick. Yeah, it seems weird. If if the whole enemy team's in there, it probably won't matter. Right. Well, that's what the intro, that's what I want to see have happen. I want to see a scenario where everybody's in there, and then and then what? Does the tank just take one for the team, get bounced to the middle, everybody else goes out the holy maid? Like, well, the video that they showed, and granted, they're always going to show best-case scenario for the videos, was that they, they threw that there, they threw a bunch of damage in the middle, one got knocked out, everybody started to go that way, but then Kerrigan knew that's where everybody was going, so that's where she put her stun. Oh. And they all got stunned trying to leave. Okay. So it, it does tell you, hey, this is the path people are going to take. But again, that's a real perfect scenario. Whereas I feel like containment disc is much easier to just say, hey, this is going to get value. So it's like her, it's her solo. R1 is solo pick. R2 is team pick, I think, probably. Where you're coordinating yeah. more. Yeah. Every, that's pretty much every character has one weighted one direction or the other but she also says swear to me which is pretty cool mm -hmm. john's into that for some reason you want yeah, to you want to batman okay oh yeah bat very batman that's true swear to me oh man yeah i uh i'm excited about her she'll be here probably next week she's on the ptr now we don't know they haven't said right is it next week they said the ptr lasts till february 5th so probably definitely next week yeah so she's your newest deal coming out Everybody are you gonna try her scott oh yeah 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 i think i'm more than gonna try her i think i want to i after seeing the video i haven't played her on the ptr but after seeing the video and stuff i i'm convinced she's kind of rad so her, her walk animation everything that's very cool yeah they've done a really good job with her you can tell like i tried it during try mode you can tell a lot of love went into putting this one together i agree they could have really blown it and given her a shower curtain for a costume but they didn't do it 
<laughs> they knew you you got to them they said we can't disappoint scott <laughs> yeah she can't be a shower curtain lady what it's still a shower curtain well it's you, just that it's fine it's it's just, it's that, just it's that it looks good and doesn't look like a crappy shower curtain that daniel's wearing in that stupid halloween scene and <laughs> karate kid <laughs> karate kid yeah karate right. kid ruined my ev for scott yeah by all those years ago who knew that in 1985 or four or whatever it was i would still be thinking of it now here's the other thing i was just going to say about watchman which i know has nothing to do with this but you made a watchman reference yeah was that the dr manhattan thing that happened where they all got uh no that was uh Rorschach he got thrown in jail and then he did the thing where he beat up the guy oh. and he said I'm not locked in here with you you're, you're locked, locked in, in here, here with, with me. me yeah yeah that's right okay second thing I was going to say that's unrelated I didn't know HBO was working on one but they're working on a Watchmen series I'm stoked, stoked. really stoked yeah. yeah I heard about that I don't know what that's going to be I don't know what the what they're doing like the there's a new comic series that takes it in all kinds of crazy directions but I really want to know what a TV show looks like. And then how many more inches does that grow Alan Moore's beard as he's in his cave railing against anybody doing anything <laughs> with this stuff? Many more inches. Yeah, that's a lot of inches, dude. Be dragging that thing on the floor. Anyway, so there's that. Um, we also got some patch notes. Voice chat is on the PTR. And you say, well, Scott, what do you mean voice chat? It's already in the the thing, at the the outside client, the 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 launcher. Oh, yes, that's true. But now... And very controversially, if you'll remember when this was announced at BlizzCon or wherever, uh, voice chat straight up in the game, Overwatch style. How do we feel now about it? There was a lot of poopa when it got announced, Bo, but but here we are on the <laughs> other end of it. Are we still freaking out or are we like, cool with it? Uh, we're still cool with it, to be seen. TBD. Mm. <laughs> we want it in the game. We know we want it to make chatting with strangers easier because the presumption is the games will be better. Um, but it really just depends on what our player average player quality is going to be like. So yeah. the ball's in your court. Blizzard has done, uh, made the game is trying to make the game as best as possible, as fully featured as possible. You got an awesome feature remains to be seen. If you know, I'm hearing stuff I don't like it's going off. I just can't, I can't do those ones where it's like, Hey guys, I'm I'm really good at such and such. What do you need, Mom? Uh, and there's like TV on the back. Like I don't want that guy. Oh, you mute them. <laughs> yeah, as fast as I can. I, Serious I, players only. Yeah. I didn't use voice chat on Xbox Live. I'm not going to use it in Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, that's that's the sad reality. So, but for our teams, when we're playing five of us, we would use it. Like. Why oh not? yeah, yeah. I I will use it with friends. I'm not going to use it with strangers. Yeah, I'm not using it in quick match. Permanently but... disabled. Yeah, but it'll it'll be a lot easier because I'm too lazy to type when I start a match. Hey, do you know who this is playing with you in Heroes of the Storm? <laughs> but on voice chat, I'd be like, Hey, guess who it is? They'd be like, Oh, that voice is Gorath, and everyone's gonna carry me. It'll yeah. be great. Uh -huh. It's gonna be great. That's how it'll go. And then what? One guy is gonna be like, "Who's that guy?" I think he sucks. And then the rest of the team's gonna report him. That's right. It should be. I'll <laughs> mute him. Yeah. Uh, that this is on the PTR, but it is not going. They've already said it is not going to be in the next patch. Yeah, we won't get this next week. Oh, so you won't get it next week. You're gonna have to deal with Maev and all of her whatever yammering on with people from yeah, from afar. You're not gonna be able to hear them. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else. Target info panel. Target info panel has been introduced to allow players to investigate a unit's gameplay stats in real time. Again, I think uh, a uh, BlizzCon announcement. We get some yes. fruition on that, which is cool. 
Um, it's roll investigation checks. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, battleground objective counters. All battlegrounds with turn and mechanics. Black Hearts Bay, Tomb of the Spider Queen, Booty Coffers, and uh, uh, all the Heroes Brawl stuff will now show a visual indicator when a team's gathered objective count is high enough to complete a turn in. So when you have enough coins, you're yeah. going to know now in a more meaningful way. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, little trick you can see on uh, Garden of Terror, where if the little plant in the lower right is open, that means there is potentially enough seeds on the battlefield to get a turn in. If it's closed, then there isn't. They're yeah. going to I don't know what they're putting in visually. I haven't looked at that yet, but yeah. there's going to be a way to look at the thing and know, hey, they got turned in. Yeah. Do we know if that is supposed to show up next week or is that a also that is next week. Everything but voice chat is next week. Okay, that's cool. Uh, there's updated art assets for better readability. Uh, for example, Abathur's crown icon for hats, Tychus's minigun, uh, targeting reticules, etc. It's always nice. Little uh, quality of life stuff there. Uh, the Triglav protector has been buffed. What the hell is that? It's the protector from uh, Volskaya. Volskaya oh, Industries. The robot, duh. I knew that. <laughs> the you robot rarely call it by its actual name yeah uh, the two-man robot i sure i already like yeah. those so I, I came i came around on those pretty quick i think that map's no, pretty the great protectors buffed in a fundamental way in that if you one man it you get less damage now right oh uh yeah will gain 10 armor and 25 percent increased damage if both the pilot and gunner seats are occupied interesting that's an interesting yes. way to deal with that because there's already this. We talked about it before, like this. What's the motivation for the second guy to get in there? Sometimes you're better off just staying on the battlefield and doing your damage that way. But that's an interesting way to tweak that. Um, it I, got almost a thousand base health increase. Sheesh. Uh, and health scaling has been increased by ten percent. Yeah. What if uh, Cho'Gall gets in there? Anything? I, then you have. Chogall in there. That sucks. <laughs> you have gained a Chogall in there. That's, yeah. Congratulations. That's you have gained plus one to Chogall. <laughs> you have lost an extra person <laughs> than any other comp. Oh, except in, in those vehicles, though, it doesn't matter what the vehicle, the the Gaul can still. F uh, yeah. I say Chogall should put that on its shoulders. That should be a rule. <laughs> run he should with just it. carry it. <laughs> just uh, both that. legs, like right here. It's like. <laughs> I love that idea. Not going to happen, yeah. but I love it. Uh, Gray Mane, Mouth Ale, and Terriel all received some attention uh, to help with talent diversity. Nothing too huge there, but uh, that stuff's happening. Okay. Let's take a moment to talk about a thing that I'm glad that hasn't happened to Heroes of the Storm, but it can sure happen to any other MOBA out there, and that is we're finally hitting uh, a point, I think, where players have sort of picked their poison. People know what they like to play, and anything more than three or four popular MOBAs in the market means you've got an uphill battle to, to, to do there. And it turns out in rapid succession, we are losing two relatively new MOBA games with their own spins. Uh, first was Paragon from Epic Studios and from those guys who do Smite, I think. I forget. Mm, no. Who am I, I thinking think of? Smite. Not Smite. Who am I thinking of? What game am I, am I thinking of? Fortnite? Games, uh, Paragon? I guess I'm thinking of I Fortnite. Mean, I mean, Paragon is ending because, in part, Paladins. because they're, they're shifting focus to work on... Uh, the battle royale for Fortnite. Oh, that's okay. You're right. It is epic. So this is epic's. Uh, basically, it was like a. It's a third person 
but kind of behind the shoulder shootery based MOBA. It's a straight up MOBA in lots and lots of ways. That is being phased out, disconnected. Their reasoning in their letter was not enough players to make it a viable experience for people. Then today, I think today or yesterday, Gigantic, which is really pretty new, like tail yeah. end of last year, uh, which was, again, a third-person MOBA-like experience with this kind of unique monster thing to it. I played it a few times, thought it was cool. It was nothing that was going to take me away from Heroes, but it was, you know, it was all right. Um, gone, done, same deal. July is the last month you can play that game. In Paragon's case, any money you spent in the game on Heroes, Gems, whatever their all their currencies and stuff are, skins, any money you spent there, you're getting refunded if you played Paragon. Yeah, that's crazy. And that game has been out for a while, yeah. too. Wow. It's it's not a case of, uh, I don't even remember, what was that game that came out and just closed up? Oh, it was the, the Marvel Heroes for uh, yeah, the but console. Paragon was in beta. Yeah. Oh, that's right. But, that's like, two, right. but Par- like two years of beta or something, right? But they have a company to, they have to still think about the goodwill to engender from an unreleased game, yeah, having yeah. Been all that money taken away. Yeah. I think they had to do it. I think to, to maintain a stellar reputation, they had to do it. They're, they're also a, a huge company now owned by a gigantic Chinese conglomerate with very deep pockets, and they are making money hand over fist with Battle Royale right now, like crazy yeah, I money. That. So I think it's not only a great gesture of goodwill but also i think they could afford it in this case and that's good so it's a wait are they giving full refunds or just exchange credits full full refunds is what they said in their statement cash back in your hands correct refunds for any money you spent in the game i think you have to you know seek it go you know do a request and say yeah i want to do it i think but they there's no questions asked they just do it Hmm. i think it's a hard sell if they didn't do something like that to say hey we just took all this money for paragon now check out our battle royale uh, Fortnite thing and give us money. Give us well, I was going to say give them credit. Mm-hmm. Give them credit in the Epic Store because there's an Epic launcher. No, that's um, true, but there's only really yeah. one other game that's worthy of any of that, and that's the Fortnite thing. So you yeah. you would have to. Assume well, that's what that, I mean. Spend the money, get more people playing Fortnite. Yeah, because yeah. you know it's like, well, I've got fifty dollars on my Epic account. Maybe I'll spend check out this Fortnite game and spend it there. It seem, it, it's it, cool that they're giving it back, I guess. That works if they're okay with the genre, the genre, <laughs> the genre switch. <laughs> the genre. <laughs> so if they're, <laughs> they're jumping from, they're jumping from what they liked, which was a MOBA to a thing, which is this, you know, PUBG, uh, yeah. th- the experience that may not, that may not jive with a lot of players. I think this was the right thing to do. If they, can, if they can do it, they, they should do it. And it looks like that's what they're doing. Um, in the case of gigantic, I don't know on the money part, but similar deal. Not enough players, can't make the matching work. It's not a great experience. The money's, you know, the backers don't want to back it anymore. Their final patch is like in a couple of days, and then they phase the whole thing out in July. So there you go. Now, the reason I bring that up, or the reason I think it was important for us to talk about today, is we are definitely getting to a point where that sat, we're hitting that little saturation edge on MOBAs where. I don't know that the market can handle too many and handle them well. And if there's only one company who can come into an already established two tent pole kind of industry, the way it was with uh, league and Dota, it's blizzard outside of that. I don't know anyone else who can even poke their head in here right now. I mean, yeah, you might I would smaller... even argue as good as heroes is it only 
it only manages to be in the three because it's got Blizzard behind it. Uh, and I mean, I don't mean that just as a financial, like they're the ones supporting it, but I mean that as everything that that name and content that that brings to the game. Um, but I, I think even Heroes has had to bust its butt to get what it has. I 100% agree. So I'm really glad that that's who's doing the game we're playing because I love it so much and prefer it so much to the others that in the hands of a lesser, smaller, whatever, if they were trying to compete in that space, it'd be gone by now. Like they just wouldn't be doing it because why would you? Blizzard has the has reasons. They they have reasons to do it, and there there are many, and they're you know we don't have to go into them here, but it's good that they're doing it. So hallelujah is what i'm saying and i'm sure i'm so glad this isn't paragon or gigantic today yeah yeah it's i heard i saw an interesting article on polygon today too through your crafting was it polygon or the other one the other one they own i can't remember (laughs) cruncher tech crunch maybe i don't know but i saw an interesting article of theory crafting that microsoft could buy valve Mm. whoa um and like it's not it's not a thing that's happening but and Valve is notoriously reticent about selling or giving up control. And they also think, do not like Microsoft. Yeah. yeah, Gabe has been, you know, vocal about not liking Microsoft. But if you think about it, Microsoft, you know, whoever would buy that Valve would have Dota 2 and the largest PC market. The only and Counter Strike like, wow, and a million other things. Like they Yeah, you know. like it's it'd be a big play for a big company. Yeah. And even Blizzard, you know, they have their hands within, you know, they're associated with the Activision and who knows what else is going on there. Right. I don't think there's like, any, I don't think there's any chance that ever actually happens. And my main reason for thinking yeah. that is they don't even want to go public with Valve. Like they mm-hmm. are a still a proprietorship. They don't have any public trading for their company. It's ridiculous at the level of money they have that they're not a publicly traded company, but they really don't want to do it. Yeah. And so I'm yeah, I'm that, not saying it's a good idea. I'm saying, oh, yeah. oh, like we all laughed about there'll never be another Star Wars movie. George Lucas stuffed the IP in his pants and he's gonna take it to his coffin and we're never gonna see another <laughs> thing. Uh, and nope, Disney bought it. Yeah. George Lucas is like, I'm out. That's the IP. Do what you want with it. And you know, maybe one of these days Gabe's gonna be like, I'm 80, I just want Nice. Five thousand cores on my PC. Right. How much will that cost me? And it'd be like fifty billion dollars. I'll sell Valve to get a fifty thousand core computer. And you know, it's possible. And Microsoft, it might be what he wants to do. Yeah. He's eighty. Microsoft, 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 Microsoft would have the bank for it. <laughs> they could afford it. And they've done weirder <laughs> things. So I mean, they paid what two point five billion for for Minecraft. Just, yeah, just yeah. for Minecraft. Yeah. Well, Mojang came with that, but they weren't doing anything but Minecraft. Yeah, they took they took they got Minecraft with Mojang and they scraped Mojang off and threw it in the garbage. <laughs> well, they had that they, like, they had that really cool want this crap with it, but okay. They had that cool uh, card based turn based thing they were working on called Scrolls, scrolls. or something. Yeah. And then the minute the purchase happened, it was like, yeah, we're quitting. We're not doing scrolls. I'm like, f you guys, you bastards! I really wanted to see that. They didn't do it, hey, guys. What if we just Minecraft all the time? No. Please no. My son was playing that last night, and I'm glad it still exists, and I'm glad it's a thing. But I can't. But even you know look what the that. hardest thing? Oh, sorry. I'm no, go ahead. You. No, go ahead. What are you gonna say? I was just saying what the hardest thing about Microsoft buying Steam would be is that my library's so big in there, I won't be able to leave. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I'll have, I'll have, yeah, like think about all the games you have. It's no, there's so no way to... I'd be able to leave. There's no way they'd have to. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They'd have to do a good job with it. They can't Skype it. 
They'd have to do something else because the way they've treated Skype is an abomination. And that's a bad handling of a thing you purchase. So if Microsoft bought Steam, I would, I'd have some concerns, but I don't think it's going to happen. Steam is too... I think Steve may, Steam can make too much money. They don't need Microsoft to do it. And if I don't think Gabe gets to make a decision like that on his own either. I think there'd have to be no, all kinds no. of talk and stuff. So I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, it kind of it kind of makes me glad for the uh, the Blizzard launcher and how well they've been curating the content on there. I find I agree. Still, they've still done a good job with it. I agree. There's some who say they think they'll see Call of Duty on there next year, but I don't think they will. I don't think they're ever doing that. I think uh-huh. I think the Destiny thing was a fluke, not a fluke, but a, a one timer deal. I don't know. Fluke might have been the right answer. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. fluke is what I mean. If maybe... De- I wonder what happens if Destiny Two keeps getting the bad rep it does. Like if it if they're like. We're taking it off. Possibly. It off the, <laughs> this is really killing the Blizzard brand with your very poor handling of things, apparently, according to what I'm reading yeah. uh, on the internet. It's like, hey, Although maybe uh, there's a weird reverse, like, just to look at it from a weird perspective, maybe they look at it and they say, well, we got all these people who downloaded our platform to play a Bungie game, yeah. and then now they're mad at it because they didn't, they didn't do right by the game or the players. And now they're looking at this launcher with all these other games on there. Eh, maybe they just jump over. I don't feel like playing Destiny. I'm too angry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go play uh, StarCraft 2. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, just, maybe you'll just call. Hey, Bobby Kodak. Yeah, this is uh, this is Mike Morheim. How's it going? Oh, good. Okay, great. Anyway, hey, I was just wondering, can we just take this off of here? Like, I wonder what the process is. Like, how do you get... Once you've agreed to do this, like what meetings have to happen that say we're taking Destiny 2 off the launcher? That would be interesting. I'd like to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> you know? It'd be interesting. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. This reminds me of the 151st Ferengi Law of Acquisition, by the way. Oh, tell us. Uh, please share it. So- sometimes what you get free costs entirely too much. Oh, man. Those guys are brilliant with their big ears and their whatnot. Smart, smart race of uh, fine business <laughs> capitalists. Uh, <laughs> honest and have integrity. That's in right. Their dealings. Uh, Lunar New Year's back, everybody. Exciting news. Although I know at least one of us has some misgivings about some of the skins, but anyway, <laughs> one of us is a Grinch. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Uh, what is the version? What is the Chinese New Year's Grinch? Do they have their version of that? Is there such a thing? There probably it's, is. It's uh, Arthas Menethil. <laughs> okay, great. Um, as part of this, you have the release of Maeve, of course, and all of her skin variations for her launch, but you also then have the Lunar Festival chests, which include a bunch of new skins. Uh, what do we think of these? Bo, let's start with you. I know you got some Kael'thas questions. <laughs> How are you feeling? What do you think? It's just not great. I mean, it looks... Eh. You know what? I, here's the thing. Just personal. It's a personal taste thing. It's not an objective thing. Lunar skins, not a big fan. We just had robot stuff, and I'm like, yes! And now it's like, here's your fabulous linens and, and, and like, circly shapes on your things. And I'm like, meh. Really? Mega man. There's so many. Yeah. Like, like the Lee Ming skin's pretty good from last year. I kind of dug that one. Yeah. I think it's just because it had an animated cloth on the back, and it looked neat. Yeah. Um, the new Sylvanas looks like Rogue from X-Men. Uh, let's see if I can find her. What? Here. You just had it up. Oh, is that Sylvanas? Yeah. Oh, I thought this was uh I I thought this was um uh what's her name? Husband. Well, 
Toronto. Toronto. There it is. Toronto. I thought it was Toronto. I had to put, no, uh, I had to have some Malfurion. I had to have Malfurion dialogue in my head to remember her name. That's so dumb. <laughs> but uh, no, okay. All I right. tried it in the store. I mean, it looks nice. They put a lot of work into it. If you like it, you should get it. I'll probably get one. But like, it's not. It's not. It's not. They're not. I just don't like the aesthetic. These Lee Ming. The these Lee Ming skins are just. Aren't these just variations of last year's? Yeah, there's some recolors for Lee Ming and Jaina and Illidan and Rare Skins, which has a new Cassia and a new uh, that I really like, uh, Zuljin skin. Uh, can we talk about the horror that is that Gul'dan recolor? Oh my gosh, dude. Oh wait, this <laughs> Zul'jin, this Zul'jin is badass though. Wow. Yeah, the Zul'jin's really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Now wait, let's look at this. Let's look at the Asmodan. I, I, I oh my, the Asmodan <laughs> looks like cooked beef. What's going on? <laughs> I'm not sure how this represents the Lunar New Year. <laughs> it looks like somebody peeled his skin off with a razor. It's like, oh, I'm bloody and red. I uh, fell asleep in the tanning bed. I love China. <laughs> I like my steak rare. I yeah. think the Genji looks rad, too. I, I like... I would say I'm in favor of more of these than I am opposed. I'm happy to have the matting skins. That that'll be the extent of my compliment. The fireworks, <laughs> the fireworks looking mount is cool. Yeah. Um, and I think the dog one's freaky, and I don't want to ride it. <laughs> I like the I dog think, one because it's terrifying. I feel like we got the dog one because you've been watching too much anime. I feel like somehow it's a cosmic punishment. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. I am being punished for that. I've been way into anime lately, and these guys are probably sick of me talking about it, but I'm constantly like, oh no, John, oh, contraire. John no, it's Bode, been fun. It's been a this. fun journey. I found one today called, um, <laughs> listen to me, I found a new one today um, called, <laughs> it's called. It's made by those Sidonia people, Bo, that you that you told me about the Sidonia one. Okay, um, it's is the it same blame? same director. Yeah, Blame. Uh, so yeah, I'm Blame is at, awesome. Blame is really cool, and the and it's I, good. I saw the, they have a movie too, which is also very cool. I'm oh, in, there's a TV show. I've only seen the movie. Yeah, there's a well. If it's not a TV show, it's like a, some episodes or maybe a few. Ah, I'd have to go look it up. I saw a movie. I saw a movie. The movie, a movie on is, Netflix. The, yeah, the movie's rad. It is so rad. Yeah, I totally. I really that. enjoyed the movie. Those a lot, weird little actually. crawling, uh, freaking assassinator deals, and and like the the weird food they eat that looks like gold bricks. <laughs> Lego. It looks like gold Lego. Yeah, gold Lego they, food. You put a little gold Lego in water, and it multiplies into this giant thing of food. <sighs> the old guy awesome. that says, "Let me," I'll be honest. Every time he starts a sentence, and I just love it. Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with me? Something's wrong with me. I don't know what happened. Suddenly, I'm it's, all into it. They're pulling you in. They got you. They got the hooks. <sighs> the hooks are in. They're in the, deep. The, the, the manga artist or manga artist behind Blame and um, Knights of Sidonia is is known for his like architectural work. Like those yeah. anime in particular have like lots of vistas and like mm-hmm. these weird sci-fi areas. It's like one of his hallmarks, yeah. and it's just incredible. That's what I like. That's what I like the most. It's just world building taken to like the tenth level. It's super cool, and those helmets they wear. <laughs> badass anyway and they're dirty everything has like poo stains on it and yeah, stuff too it's like star wars like- star wars dirty scuffy yeah. and and nasty but like white armor but like all scuffed up i love it it's really good. give me give me some give me some knights of sidonia skins please yeah do that why not you did your stupid uh sailor moon bull crap with lee ming let's do something with that <laughs> let's have an anime new year <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i'll never do that 
I mean, you know they have their fans there. They have to, right? There's got to be. Oh, they do. Oh, I know. I've seen Blizzard employees tweet like crazy about that stuff. But yeah. like, it's yeah. I mean, there's a particular aesthetic to what we're talking about too. But right. I don't want any like super buggy eyed Sylvanas or anything like that. I got a text, not text, a tweet from Lashes and from somebody else over there. I've forgotten the PR team. Anyway, I was talking about how I just finished <laughs> Devil Man Crybaby. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they were stoked they were like <laughs> it's so good oh my gosh it's so good and i'm like oh, okay well at least blizzard people like this stuff i don't know i don't know if i liked what i just saw but i think uh, i did yeah you you continue down the down the path though yeah you keep searching till you find the anime that's right for you there's one for everyone yeah it might be you know people in rocket ships shooting each other it might be, you know, a, a gossip club at a high school. Like, you know, child, teenagers going through awkward years. I got to get, there's this uh, Star Blazers uh, reboot thing. from I watched Star Blazers when I was, when I was a kid. And I loved oh, it. Ship to ship combat and all that. And there's big, basically there are big boats in space. And uh, there's some big redo of that. And I got to get my hands on it. I can't find an English dub, which is what I really like is English dubs, but. You know what I want from is this is an anime, but it's same vein in Heroes. Yeah. I have wanted it since they put Carl Jim in the game. I want a I want a mount where you know how Aang used to do the air ball and he would ride around on top of it. Oh right. Yeah. I want that as a mount. Yeah. I want to summon a cool little air ball and ride around on top of it. That would be it. really cool. Oh, that show's really good too. I mean it's hard to call it anime, but it's got its roots in it for sure. Yeah. Oh. See, now I'm all excited to watch dumb stuff. Anyway, oh, I watched, started watching that Shampoo deal. We can talk about this later. This is a bad for Samurai Shampoo. Yeah, it's a dumb name. I don't like saying it. I don't like saying Shampoo. No, it's not a fun name to say. I yeah. like saying it. Shampoo. Uh, don't feel embarrassed. Or Shampoo. 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 Well, yeah, if you're Japanese. If, yeah, but you can say it that way. If That's you're, what they if, say in the show title. If it's me, I see Samurai Shampoo. Shampoo is what I see. And it makes me mm. want to kick kick somebody. I hate it. Yeah, but then you you watch the sweet sword stylings of the samurai in glasses, but even monkey man. But you're even, like, ah, who cares what it's called? It's great. But even in like that blame one, that's a dumb name. Blame with an exclamation point. Blame. What are we talking? What is that? Me, it means something in Japanese. Like, there's a weird one that I like. It's called- your fault. <laughs> yeah. No, it just it's just it's the sound of a word, probably in kanji or something like that. I don't that's like why. it. I don't like it. All of them are dumb that way. Man, you don't like a lot of things. We're learning since since you met Softhead. You've been on a real like, I don't like this, I don't like. Softhead really got under your skin. Well, uh, this is a good time to remind everybody, by the way. Uh, tune in for the There Will Be Dungeons this weekend, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, our second session in our Dungeons & Dragons-based post-apocalyptic adventure. Uh, Bo is DMing this business, and me and John and Kyle and Kristen are all there. And man, the feedback from our first one was so off the charts. I'm not, honestly, I'm a little taken aback by it. Uh, People really, really raving. So if you want to find out what the hubbub's about, go to therewillbedungeons.com and check it out. Uh, It's on podcast and video and all kinds of stuff too. So if you want to get it other ways, you can certainly do that. But we'd love it when you come live. So check us out this weekend. If you can, frogpants.tv is the place. Or like I said, therewillbedungeons.com. Okay. That's the end of that business. How about one of these? We got an email from Tony. He sent us an email at the following email address, core at heroesforyou.com, and he says this. Hey, guys, 
TLDR, we should be able to pick where we exit our nidus worms so players don't get stuck in a bush. He goes on to explain. Do you guys think uh, Blizzard can or will update nidus worms so you can select where the damn thing exits? I continuously get stuck when exi- ex- exiting if my if I place my worm in a narrow bush or nook on the map. Uh, this ruins the ability when you can't get out of your worm because the game keeps sending you into a wall. And this has been an annoyance for me what seems like forever. Uh, and with the addition of Blaze, meaning Blaze the character, and his bunker, it seems like Blizzard could update it so we could pick the exit point from the worm. Thoughts? P.S. Butcher should get an American football skin. Tony. Only if he has a meat helmet. Oh, shut up. Like all stitched together. That's a uh-huh. great idea. And painted like a cool texture paint on it. Like they put the logo on the meat. Oh, yeah. that's a good idea. All right, I'm in. I'm in on this this terrible idea. Uh, yeah, why not? Why can't I pick my exit in the in the? I don't. I barely even take the damn thing because because of, of that. My gut tells me I'm pretty sure there's a UI challenge there. Mm. Um, because the bunker there's just one bunker, not four. And with Nidus Network, you can have, I think, as many as ten. Whoa! Really? Simultaneously on the map. I didn't know that. I mean, you have a cooldown, so you can't just plop ten right away. But the total amount, I think, is capped at ten. Yeah. So generally when you're getting out of the worm, I think you click on it. Have you been in a game where 10 of those have been scattered everywhere? That seems crazy. Oh, yeah. oh I've been, God. I've been the cigar. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> I one. mean, the oh. enemy team has to be really bad, <laughs> you know, to not find any of your creepy crap yeah. and so undisciplined that they don't clear it. Um, but they exist and mm. those kind of good times can be had on occasion. Interesting. Um, but if you had the problem with what he's describing where you're having, you know, you're just basically giving somebody a crappy dead end. Yeah, you get stuck and stuff. I mean, it is a thing, but I just think it's we're adding an extra layer. Like you think you click on the nidus worm you want to exit when you're in them. Yeah. So now with the bunker, you click on the ground when you're in the container. Yeah. But it's a weird, this is a weird container because most containers like, because they have the new UI showing you're in something. Yeah. You're in one thing. But in this case, you're in up to 10 different things simultaneously on the map. So I just think there's probably a UI challenge, an intuitiveness challenge with that. Yeah. Uh, That being said, sure. You should be able to, a a, a Zagara player is going to want to have maximum control over all the things they do. And that is an area of opportunity. I agree. Uh, So I'm for it. I just imagine that's probably the challenge. Well, I think like all challenges, Good luck, everybody. Who <laughs> well, good luck with that, yeah, listener. Good luck with that, Have everyone. Fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope Blizzard does something to address it. I don't. I didn't know people were getting stuck. I just never take it, so it's always yeah. maw for me. You, you, you get stuck if you put it in one of those weird cracky corners. Mm. Not cracky corner. I was like, what's a cracky, down? cracky corner? Uh, <laughs> but you know, like those little <laughs> paths, like a cursed hollow that you can hide in. You know, you put a sneaky, a sneaky worm in, in the in the in the yeah. what's the word i'm looking for the alleyway let's say yeah when you slip a worm in the alleyway i've heard that euphemism before sure <laughs> when you slip when you slip a worm in the alleyway because uh-huh. it's not enough room like to get that asmodan skin <laughs> you <laughs> might get out on the wrong side uh-huh. and it's hugely inconvenient so i think sure. i've been there yeah the cracky um, corner that's where you send the police when things are getting weird but the thing is just get back in and get back out i think it randomly puts you somewhere else i don't know the mechanics exactly well, that's what i was going to ask because if you did get stuck it just poops you out in another exit like another uh well you can you can get in the worm that is there and just jump right back out of the same worm you don't have to travel through the network no. uh, because you heal mana while you're in the in the 
Right. Well, you heal and regain lots of mana in the worm. Well, that's true. Like a mana worm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there you go. There's your email. Oh, John, any thoughts on the Nidus Canal uh, network deal? You... <laughs> on the Nidus Canal? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so many thoughts. So many. Yeah. Uh, no, I never, I actually only played Zagara when that was a thing nobody took. Yeah. So I have never played a game with Nidus network. I don't think I have either that I've picked it. I've played it where I've seen it prop up, but I don't play it. So, yeah, I want to maw people. That's what that's what's up. Yeah, I want to get four people trapped in a big, like above ground freaking Zerg vagina and have it just go <laughs> and smash them all into one big ball and have them come out later going, oh, shit, what did we miss? Oh, you missed your two other players dying, jackass. See, that's the way you play Zagara. <laughs> yeah, we should make that a custom spell for you in D&D, maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm like, hmm, is there a giant vagina spell in D&D? I don't know. <laughs> probably not, I'm thinking. We could, we could probably make our own, though. So I don't think if you open 5th edition rulebooks, you'd find that <laughs> there, I'm thinking. They probably wouldn't call it that. They'd give it something. Morton Kine's giant vagina. Ask <laughs> 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 uh, for my name. All right, that's going to do it for the show. If you guys want to see, oh, do we know Kyle and Kristen are in tonight? I didn't even check. I oh, I've seen them around in the chat so i think we're gonna do it all right we're gonna play some with our team league team um what, what we play who knows till we get there but uh last week i lost a an advancement match let's see what happens tonight uh right after the show so if you want to stick around and watch that that'd be great i did turn off the 60 frames thing so you shouldn't have any lag everything should be good on your end those of you watching the show uh it's gonna do it for us now don't forget if you like this show and you like what we're talking about all the time uh be a deer and head on, on over to patreon.com slash core show. That's patreon.com slash core show and support the show. You get Dear Martha letters in the mail. You get all kinds of rad cool stuff. I uh, have some new ideas coming as well. So watch for that. Uh, patreon.com slash core show. We really appreciate the support you guys give us there. It's helping us do rad new things with the show. Heroesforyou.com is our website. And as always, find us on Twitter. Core Heroes, John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, and Bo Schwartz. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Bo, for John. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question.